can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really got a stream in. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she wouldn't give you Welcome back to Movies We Missed. I am your co-host, Brandon Greenhouse, and this is my lovely co-host, Jane Taffy Girl Hammer. And um, if you want to follow along in our journey or keep up with us and keep abreast of what's going on on social medias, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Missed, or you can find us on Twitter at MWMChat. So, yeah, we'll be tweeting and everything. And uh, so, yeah, just, you know, just so you know, you can you can find us there 24-7. Jane does live videos of, you know, her <laughs> Big Brother style, just getting ready at nighttime. Mm. Um, she mm-hmm. features, you can actually, if you follow her at nighttime, there's a night vision camera and you can actually catch some of her bedroom problems mm. um, <laughs> in action. So. Okay, a couple questions. Um, we were just... Oh, I, that's what it was. I was like, what was bedroom problems from? It was from Pillow Talk. Pillow um, Talk. Pillow Talk. Oh, we, we've been doing that. 1950s, um, taking a roof is easy, your husband, it's okay. Pillow <laughs> Talk. Um, also, what did you call me? Taffy Girl? Jane Taffy Girl Hammer? Yeah, that's your middle name, isn't it? It's not. It's famously Blackburn. But what does Taffy Girl mean? Is that like a euphemism for something are we gonna talk about how loosely the word famously was used (laughs) (laughs) look when you have delusions of grandeur you have to live within them that's true girl (laughs) what am i doing you know what i mean because if you said to me i am i'm a worldwide name then i Mm. may say to you impossible (laughs) but no, it's true. I'm obsessed with you. And that, you know, yeah. that counts for a lot. And uh... and that makes me feel famous, you know? Okay. So we got it. But you didn't answer my question. I'm so sorry. What was your question? <laughs> what is a fucking taffy girl? It sounds like you a euphemism for something. Oh, no. Just like you just made it up on the moment? Cute, just like a cute, just like a cute, cute girl. Oh, okay. I like it. I like taffy. You know, I'm a girl. I'll take it. Here we go. Yeah. Anyways, how are you? How's it's not week? a real term, just so everybody. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be looking it up. Like it's just words <laughs> that happen to come out of my mouth. You've been really calling me out on these nicknames, on these middle names. I should say that I've been giving you these legal middle names that I've been giving you every week, and I, I'm not always prepared to have my feet held to the fire because it's literally Brandon. whatever word emerges from my mouth. I almost called you Tabitha, but I was like, she was Tabitha last week, you can't say it, and then it was T. Yeah, I feel like you've said Tabitha a few times, have Jane I? Tabitha Hammer. Yeah. It's probably my obsession with Bewitched. It's your go-to, and, and honestly, I love it. I love it. It's a great name. Okay, good. Thank you. But, you know, if there's anything that I hope you've learned about me is that I'm going to ask questions. And That's I will true. hold those feet to the fire. Okay. Because... You do ask a lot of questions, because you don't know what <laughs> You know, I'm... That's just who I am. So... Yeah. Okay. Um, so, 
Speaking of questions, I have mm-hmm. one cooked up for you. And I was just wondering, because, like, the theme of the week where, you know, this movie, the this week we watched the movie called The Net. The Net. Starring Sandy Bullock. 1995. Um, uh, Edge of Your Seat. Uh, mm. Cyber Opus. Cyber, uh, I would say, I would call it a cyber thriller. Um... Oh, you didn't like that. You didn't like that at all. That I tried to jump in there and correct. No, no. I'm just trying to think if that really. You wouldn't it's like consider a, this movie a thriller. Like a. Like a. What are you doing? Like a tantalizing, technological, tornado. Thriller. Tantalizing tech technological. Uh, Torpedo. Oh, okay. I like that. Because it just really it propels you into the world. Mm, you know? The, the dark web. The dark, the dark under, web. Underbelly. Like early 1990s technology. Like mm-hmm. they know what these things are. They know what these things mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the writers of this movie. Um, and, and they aren't afraid to share, to flex with you, so to speak. Um, that's true. In exerting their knowledge. They're also taking advantage of the fact that none of it really means anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so like... <laughs> Who was going to check them, boo? <laughs> Certainly not you or me, because we don't fucking know. <laughs> exactly. And in, in 1995, I was barely even, like, a person. I was okay. so young, so... Well. <laughs> um, Anyways, <clears throat> should we talk about the movie? That let's we... talk about Lynette, starring Lynette. Uh, Sandy B and some other people. Um, I um, I will say the net, just so we hit you with those facts real quick. It was released mm-hmm. on July 28th, 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was made for $22 million. That was the budget. Domestically, it grossed over $50 million. And then internationally, that's right, they got some of those international coins too, guys. $59 million, um, overall worldwide box office of $110 million. Um, Do you so know if it was called Lynette in um, French? I can only imagine. It would either have been Lynette or The Web. <laughs> The web. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I forget you don't know. I forget you don't know other lang- other languages like I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was just laughing at the thought of being a person who didn't know. Right. Language. Oh the, my god. The embarrassing moment that I must be going through when I don't know that the web is French for the net. Exactly. That's okay. <clears throat> cool. So should we just get the? Should we get the? Um, synopsis out of the way and so we can really let's start talking. do it i know it's going to be really sensual so i'm ready to just <clears throat> hear whatever you put together i know you're going to purr like a kitten into that microphone <laughs> and um i i just can't wait for it jane you're one of the the sexiest women i know so wow are you <laughs> i know this is weird to do with your husband listening but are you in love with me no oh <laughs> okay so let's get into it. Um, Tara, if you can begin the synopsis with the sound of a dial-up connection, that would be great. Insert here. Cyber, 
Of course you do. Don't you dare pick up the phone and interrupt our connection because we're zooming in on the life of systems analyst Angela Bennett. Age, sex, location, mid to late 20s, female, Los Angeles, California. Angela keeps to herself, which is why she works at home, rarely ventures out, and gets her kicks identifying and smashing computer viruses for anybody who needs her services. However, she's shaking up her usual shut-in routine and taking her first vacation in six years to visit Cancun. There's just one more interesting case that her colleague Dale needs help with. He's FedExed the floppy disk and Angela's logged on to the site, but there's a funny looking pie symbol in the lower corner. She clicks it and is rerouted to a random website. What's the big deal, she muses. Dale alludes to the fact that there's more than meets the eye with this disk and he wants to talk about it in person. He makes arrangements to meet with Angela the next day before her flight takes off for Cancun. Only Dale never makes it to LA. His plane crashes and he dies in a fiery death. What Angela didn't count on is that one little floppy disk will set her life on a dark, sinister, and seemingly irreversible path. Angela, after finding out about Dale's death, takes about a millisecond to grieve and then heads out on vacation, gone and definitely forgotten, it would seem. In Mexico, Angela meets Jack Devlin, a smooth-talking British computer programmer who appears to be the perfect match. But after spending the evening with him, where he says all the right things, Jack reveals himself to be the enemy. He's been tracking her online and knows every little thing about her. He's after that special disc Dale sent to Angela, which she has inexplicably brought with her on vacation. Jack tries to steal the disc and kill her, but she narrowly escapes. This sets her out on the run of her life, and she soon begins to realize Jack is just a face for a network of cyber terrorists out to make sure that Angela doesn't expose their secrets now that she has them. But does Angela even know what information she has? We find out with her as she strives to get her life back. Jack and his cyber buddies have erased Angela's identity and turned her into Ruth Marks, a drug addict and thief with a rap sheet longer than a CVS receipt. They've sold her house, replaced her with a doppelganger at her job, and killed her lover for good measure. As she slowly figures out their evil plot, she builds a bridge back to herself, and while she's at it, saves the whole goddamn world in the net. Ooh. Did that get your blood boiling again? It did. It got me right back in the story. I was more riveted than I was the first two times that I watched the movie. Oh my god. I'm I'm honestly touched that you felt that way about my description. It was a doozy. Um, I, and you I did a really of, good job. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun to write. It was it was hard to write too because there was a lot going on and I did There's a lot of moving want, parts to this one. Yeah, and I didn't want to write it all in and like <laughs> if I'm being honest, there was a lot of like internet stuff, <laughs> like computer shit that I still to this day did not get. <laughs> Oh, yeah, me neither. 
Like, I was all prepared to rewatch this movie and be like, oh my god, lol, these people are such idiots, don't even know what the internet is nowadays. And then I did have moments where I was like, I don't understand what she just did. But and also maybe that's some, because it's not possible. Some of it isn't. Some of it wasn't possible, absolutely, at the time. One hundred um, p. So there's some of that is what's going on too. So I think that we had similar questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, Jenny? No, I was just gonna say, as we tend to do, we tend to raise similar questions. You and I. Absolutely, we do. You know, great minds think alike. And I don't know why I said alike. I don't know why. I, said I don't that. either. I was like, it, it came out do? that way, and it shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> You having like it, it sounds sort of like Australian. Alike. Alike. Great minds alike. think alike. Great minds Crikey. think alike. Crikey, there's a shrimp on that Barbie. <laughs> any any excuse we have to do an accent. It's really it's actually shameless at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. Um no, so uh I had a lot of things that I noted. Um at the beginning of the movie. Um, one of the first things was we get to move into the, the house, which by the way, this house has the shittiest roof and I noted it like at the end of the movie, the roof looks horrible. And I was like, why can't we get Sandy a house that had like a properly shingled roof that wasn't like falling apart? Um, but they really wanted that arrow. She's young though for owning her own house, I feel like. Yeah, but But she's also like apparently the best hacker in the world, according to what everybody says about her all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so she's ordering pizza. We were debating over a lot of this movie was us being like, get this, this is the thing that happened. Um, no, pizza.net is famously like a thing that like people call out from this movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, she goes to the website pizza.net to order pizza. And yeah, it's not a thing. Um, and so Sandy's ordering za online. We did see that it said that like, Pizza Hut or Domino's, it was possible to order pizza in 94, maybe. But, like, this isn't, like, what people were doing, which I just think is so funny because I remember seeing this at the time and being like, whoa, that is such a flex. Like, you can order pizza through your freaking computer. I can't even believe that. And now, like, cut to 2021. Like, if I have to speak to a person to order food, I will throw myself through a window. Or if you have to be held accountable for anything that you say or do. (laughs) I know that'll also send you in a frenzy. <laughs> How does it feel to be the biggest bitch I've ever met? Just curious. <laughs> so, um, moving along, she orders. So she orders the pizza <laughs> before that was a thing, and then also she. So she has a phone conversation um, with with what's God. With with the not Dale but the guy before Dale, it doesn't matter. He's not someone we ever see again. Or are you talking about Dale? No, it, that's that's what I'm talking about. But like, what are we doing here? Like, I need to know these names. I'm like, I like that. I was just like, when she's talking to that one guy, like, I'm not giving. It's it's on me. It's Dale. It's Dale. It's Ray McKinnon. Sorry, you were right. I couldn't even remember Dale's name. My God. <laughs> Um, Sorry, you, that you froze. You're talking about the you're talking about the guy from the game that from the company who has her playing the game. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Kids I are thought that's love who you were this game. About. No, I was talking yeah. about Dale. You're right, and I should know his name is Dale. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but when she's on the phone with Dale, Tara, for the love of God, cut all that out. Um, when when Angela Sandra Bullock's character's name is Angela. When Angela's on the phone with Dale, um, basically. Like, at this point in the movie, there are these glitches. And honestly, to go back to the point that you were just talking about of her, we open on her playing the video game. And, like, I turned to Dave because I was like, what's going on? And, And I was like, is, like, what's this bug? Because this is before 
internet games where like people could play games together from different places. So it's a game that she has been sent. And Dave said maybe the, the it's a glitch, and it's not a it's not a glitch. It's a virus, a glitch or a bug. Being as Dave explained it to me, an, a, like some sort of like missed keystroke um, or mistake in keystroke um, in. Um, like within that exists within the code of uh, of a game, which is a mistake, you know, that you can go in and you can find and fix. This is a virus. So whenever she clicks the escape key, there's a glitch in the system and um, the game seems to become dismantled. Um, and so that's what they... I, like, fully don't understand the logic behind that. Because, like, I also am like, is this an... Is this a game that is connected to the internet? Because she's using a floppy disk to, like, get it like get to the game so i'm like i i like fully don't understand the world before the internet <laughs> well i don't think that it is though i think it's just a computer game that she's playing that's this company's computer game i guess i that's what was my issue with where does this virus exist does the virus exist on the computer game that she's downloaded? Was it one of those things where, like, the computer sends you, like, an, a time to update, and when you update, you update a virus onto your computer because it's embedded I, in, like, I don't the think software? You, I don't think you get, like, notifications to update because you can't update... Maybe you... You can't update oh, without, you, can. but you can't update without the internet and without the game being connected to the internet. I know. Honestly, this is, like... <laughs> This is the best example of the blind leading the blind. But I mean, but it's true though. It's like if you have a computer game that's onto your computer, or if you buy a computer game in 1994 and you take that computer game and you download it to your computer, it's now on your computer. But that was my issue with like, how does this vi? How does she have access to is, the virus? Unless they sent her over. But it's also the other thing that's unclear is how she got the game from this company. Did they send her over a floppy disk with the game on it? Yes. That is like, yes. uh, so yes. So she got a floppy disk from them. So then, the, so then the virus is embedded in the software on the floppy disk, like that version of the game. So when she okay, puts the floppy disk the question disk her, that I don't understand is like, can you upload software from a floppy disk onto just like a computer? I, I don't understand yeah. how that works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can. Yeah, you can update information from us. You can put information must, from a floppy disk there, onto your computer. Yeah. I bet there are people who are listening to this and who are appalled. Absolutely, as they should screaming. be. But you know what? You start your own damn podcast. And then you can talk about things that you don't understand. Okay? How dare you? Um Okay. Well, either way that Either way, she's fixing the virus on the game. She's fixing the virus the on the least computer. Least important and point of this movie, but it is because it sets up a tone. So <laughs> I let you know the journey that you're on um, with um, Duib. Um, so yeah, so this happens, and then she has a phone call with a friend. But but also, as first of all, it's clear that every every man wants to meet her, um, mm. but she is not a woman to be met. Um, well, I did write. I was like, it's like. It, being a woman in any industry, no matter what industry, you still have to navigate people hitting on you and asking you out whether you want it or not. And even if they haven't seen you, you know what I mean? Well, that's so the thing, too, like, is, like, Oof. nobody knows what she looks like because right. that's a thing that's allowed to have happened ever at any point in the world. I know. Which is, well, first of all, spoiler alert, she's fucking gorge because she's Sandy Bullock. And second of all... <laughs> 
it's insane to think of a world where you can't just Google someone and like see what they look like. But also, it's n- this, this is this is the most implausible thing in the whole movie. Like, no there's no like. way that nobody has ever like nobody's able to be like, yeah, I know Angela. Nobody. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that later on in the movie, when her identity is stolen and she comes back and she's like, she can't think of a single soul in the world who could be like, yeah, Angela, yeah, we went to college together. There's nobody. (laughs) Absolutely. No girl. I know. That was in my, it's like, there, the thing that pissed me off in particular was like the neighbor who came over. We're going to get to her. We're going to get to her. Okay. 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 No. But like I can, but like early in the movie, so this guy wants to date her, and then there's Dale, who's another gentleman who's reached out to her because um, his company is also having issues with um, glitches or a virus in their software as well. He gives her a game called um, Mozart Rocks. Okay, first of all, it's a it's supposed to be a website for this is the this is where it gets really dicey with me. <laughs> because it's supposed to be a web- this is what I don't understand. It's supposed to be a website for a band called Mozart's Mozart's Ghost, and she says, "Oh, this looks just like a typical website for a band called Mozart's Ghost." And I was thinking, why do you need a floppy disk to access a web page? And then that's when there's that little pie symbol in the corner, and she clicks on it, and it brings her to a random website. And then he says, yeah, it freaks out. It brings her to a random website. But, like, the website it brings her to is, like, a site that she shouldn't be able to access. Because he says later on that when he put the disc in, he was able to get access to... I forget what the website was, but he said... But it's, like like, a government website or something, isn't it? I can't remember what the first website is, but, like... I, this is also a note I make earlier in the movie because she's on. She uses this webpage, Mozart's Goat. I'm sorry, not Goat. Mozart's Ghost to access. She accesses it, accesses it several times throughout the movie to go to find the, you know, the Praetorian like network or whatever. And so she clicks the little um, pie symbol in the corner, and it randomly takes her to the website. And they're always like government websites like you know the u.s naval hospitals like you know records and shit and like if she has a login she can get in but like i never see her like how does anybody get to the website they want to using that method you know what i mean is it just like a russian roulette like whatever shows up like you can fuck with because he named because she says what website she goes it takes her to and then he says he names a different website and he says, yeah, but it took me to this website and it shouldn't have. Like, right. this is dangerous. If this lands in the hands of the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, but we're, but we're also, you're right. Like, we're supposed to believe that she's on a website, but for some reason, the floppy disk is in play. Even though it's like, if you're on the internet and you're on a website, you're on a website. And I don't know you're why on a website. This, you don't need a floppy disk to access You don't need a floppy it. disk to help boost the potential for you, like, accessing, like, information. So... Unless this is, like, deep state shit that I don't understand from 1995. What, going to how they used to, the government used to, (laughs) as, as like, double safety measures? It used to be, like, if you wanted to go to, like, a website for the Department of Defense, then you go to the website. But then you need Colin Powell to walk in the room and hand you an oversized floppy disk. Because you get to the website and you're like, this is just the standard, like, website, uh, Mr. Powell. And then he's like, wait a second, dummy. And then he's like, <laughs> here's the disc. Duh. Of course, it's just a website. Just like pizza.net. 
But <laughs> with this sweet, oversized floppy disk that I have, it's going to change the fucking game. They don't call me CP for nothing. Your hey. colon's about to be powled. <laughs> oh, I like that. Your Thank colon's you. about to be powled. Anyways. um. Um. So then Dale is like, we've got to get to the bottom of this. And Angela attempting to create some sort of boundaries in her between her personal and professional life is like, well, I've actually made arrangements for the first time in six years to take a trip. She's going to go to Cancun. So she's like, I'm, that's my, this is my, my jam. So I can't do that for you. No. And then he's like, I'll be there tomorrow, basically. <laughs> like, I'm not loving, I'm not loving you as a woman attempting to create boundaries with me. I'll let you know when you can go on your vacation. As a man, I'll, I have yeah. the say. I have the say. And I'll let you know when I hear the word no. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> Sandy's like, you know, so Sandy's going on her trip. She gets to the airport. It's a shit show at the airport. What were you going to say? So, if we could, I'd love to talk about her mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, she goes to visit her mom before she yes. takes off for vacation. Mm-hmm. And her mom clearly lives in some sort of, like, assisted, assisted living. Assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we find out later that she has Alzheimer's. But the thing that I, like, absolutely cannot wrap my head around, which is something I did not clock the first time I watched this movie in 1995 was, or actually I'll probably watch it later in 1995, but like the mom is like 48 to 52 years old. Well, actually I did look it up. Um, The mom is like 57 years old. What? Yeah, she's just, you know, excuse her beauty, I guess. She's just... (laughs) She she's looks just so young. She looks she, too she young does. to be playing this part, honestly. She, yeah, she does. It's funny. She was like 57. Sandra Bullock would have been 29, 30. Mm-hmm. So, like, it does actually work out numbers-wise. But it is worth noting the fact that... I mean, Sandra Bullock is so young that it is worth noting that, like, you know, if, like, you know... Like, a, like that your that your mom, who's not even 60 years old, is, like, suffering from dementia is, like... And, and like, an advanced age. Like, your like 56-year-old mom. You. Like, you know, and if you imagine, like, a scenario in which, like... I mean, it'd be, like... It's, like, early. And it's early-onset dementia. So, it's, like... Well, yeah, that's the You thing. would think it's it'd like, be worth a mention. Right. That dementia or early-onset Alzheimer's is definitely a thing. But, like, I feel like because she's so young-looking... And she does... Even if she is 57, she looks 48. So, like... Yeah. Let's, like, throw in, like, yeah, it was a real shock because my mom is so fucking young. And they didn't I just that. was like, what's going on here? Like, and it just, well, I mean, it brought to mind, like, the ageism of Hollywood. It's like any woman with gray hair is, like, absolutely out of her goddamn mind. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, no, like, I can agree. only get cast as, like, old women who can't remember who their daughter daughters are. For sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the acting was, it was fine. Yeah. I, I it was fine. Um, and so, um, and then, so Sandy gets to the airport and there's, you know, all, sh- all hell's broken loose. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody at the airport, there's a glitch in the computer systems at the airport and like everybody is landed at this point and like no flights are taken off, um, anytime soon, which is like enough that like the shuttle operator who picks her up from where she leaves her car, um, for, you know, extended stay, uh, parking or whatever. He picks her up and he's like, no rush. Nobody's going anywhere. 
And it's like, you're just a shuttle operator. Like, calm down. You got a lot of energy. You get a lot of info that is not you're not qualified to give. Um, I also noted that, like, the, the, when she, like, the second she walks into the airport, the, like, the voiceover, or what is it called? The intercom is, like, a computer malfunction has happened and all flights are canceled. <laughs> it's like, all flights are canceled? Like, way to cause, like, insanity at the airport. That is literally the worst way to handle it. I feel like no airport would ever be like, all flights are canceled, sorry. (laughs) Also, the other thing that I noted that no airport would do, um, as, like, if you look up at the screens where, like, the status, flight status information is, there's a glitch happening in the system. And Mm -hmm. it's toggling back and forth initially between um, delayed or canceled and on time. So it's literally Mm -hmm. flickering back and forth. Um, I guess to just sort of make sure we understand like the instability within like the technological infrastructure of this airport. Um, and then like later on, Sandy's like having a, a cola at uh, a, a local, um, I, I don't know, a eatery in the airport. Sure. And they flash to the screens and they're flickering back and forth between on time and hijacked. Uh, okay. And hijacked and sure crashed. That's what they, they are literally flickering back and forth, which to me means that there must be something in the system where, like, there must be a point in the system where that exists. And so they're toggling back and forth between it because Dave was like, well, maybe they added that in. I'm like, no, no, that's not the story they're telling. They are telling the story that the system's been overtaken and it's flickering back and forth. And, like, the fact that, like, crashed is an option for, like, looking up at a flight, at a flight menu to see if your flight's going to be coming in from Des Moines on time. And seeing the word crashed across or hijacked. Or hijacked. It's <laughs> like, like they have a setting like, for that. <laughs> it's like, what is this status? Like, why would you ever put that as a status? Like, just put delayed and like. <laughs> well, if you're going to crash, you might as well just like... be like total fatality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unsalvageable. <no> survivors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so unhinged. Yeah, I I and, can't imagine. I've never walked into an airport and seen the status of my flight as hijacked. So and Sandy's just sitting there, you know, pretending to eat food. We know that she wasn't eating out of that body, with that blossom hat on, living her full like mid nineties fantasy. I'm sure she's wearing a floral print, <laughs> flowy one of those flowy dresses every girl had to wear back then. <laughs> I was watching it with Tara the second time, and she was like, oh, "The hat, like she." <laughs> Sandy's beach hat and it's very similar to my beach hat which I call myself vacation Jane when I put on my my straw beach hat (laughs) that sounds middle aged Um, (laughs) so um, there's a moment where Dale is supposed to be flying in to see Sandy because he has to discuss this glitch with her in person apparently and he's like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. fly my plane there which is like why that's a lot of energy Um, but he's like I'm gonna fly my plane there and then once again, there's a there's a, a little glitch, we should say, in the system. And he mm. is way further away from the airport than he thinks he is. And the uh, flight control says to him, we don't see you. We don't have you in our system. We don't know where you are. And then there's like this quick moment where he realizes, but it's too late because he's flying right into a smokestack. And then his plane explodes. Um and then later on, Sandy calls the office and she asks about, you know, she's like, oh, I was supposed to talk to Dale. And then the guy at the office seems kind of put upon almost. He's just like, oh, I hate to tell you this, but Dale's dead. And like, 
And then Sandy, he's like, "Oh God, I thought you already knew." And it's yeah, like, I thought you already knew. Do you I thought you read roll the... this out with like some tact. <laughs> he's just like, "Ugh, I thought you read the corporate emails." And um, so the smokestack thing happens. So she finds out he's dead, and she deals with it really quickly. She closes her oversized uh, laptop. Apple baby, it's that massive fifty-pound um, Apple laptop from back in the day. It's like six I... inches thick. It's and, so thick and it's so big, and the screen itself is so small. So tiny. Um, she so closes tiny. it up, and it's time for a flight because she's not going to cancel it to make it to Dale's wake. If you thought she was, <laughs> you got the wrong Angela Bennett, which you'll find out about later. Um, so she makes it on her flight eventually, even though I would have been horrified and really scared by getting on a flight after I even occasionally saw a glimmer of hijack or crash on the screen <laughs> um so she gets on her flight she goes to this island um she's sitting out you know sunning what do you mean she goes her... to this island she's in fucking cancun she's in cancun but it looks like she's like on this she's like but she's like on the water and everything it just yeah, lo- it gave me like a cancun. okay so she's on the beach in cancun <laughs> I, it gave me island vibes. She's on a beach in Cancun, which Cancun does, I guess. She's on a beach in Cancun. She's sunning. She's got a banging body. Shocker. I mean, I guess it's um, technically it's a peninsula, I think, but. Are we done? <laughs> so she's sunning. Um, there's a man in the bushes, like, smoking a cigarette and watching her not watching subtly. Her. No, like, it's so, so blatant. And if that was me, I would immediately get up and, like, tell the people at the resort. I've had it happen to me before, like, and I know what that's like. What that's why mean? I don't wear. That's why I don't wear bikinis, because oh, because it's men just, it are men are too much hot for you. and heavy, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. not keen on hearing no when they come up to you and they grab your keister. And so it's like for me now. And I will say it is tough for me when you're in a bikini not to grab your keister because it looks, I mean, a plus, top choice, beautiful. You know what? This this is my now. I'm not going to put up with any of this kind of treatment anymore. Okay? <laughs> you know, are you and talking, it's, are, are you talking to me? I'm giving you a compliment. How is I'm that talking not... to society. Don't oh, ogle me. Okay. okay. Um so anyway, she's on the beach. She looks amazing. <laughs> um and then she or you know, she overhears some guy order a Gibson, which is a martini with an onion instead of olives gross. And then she, as, he, as the waiter walks by, she's like, oh, I have the same thing. And then he uses that, of course, as an entrance to come over um, and speak to her. And he's like, oh, great minds, they like. And this is while he's coming, while he's walking over, she's like pulling out her enormous 75-pound laptop for, that's wrapped in a towel. And like hoisting it on her lap to like do some work. And it's like. What are you doing? First it's a of all, very sexy moment, yeah. This is you. You don't. There's no Wi-Fi on the beach because Wi-Fi doesn't exist yet. So like, what are you pounding out on the keyboard, sweetie? Yeah, baby girl. All you got yourself is a word <laughs> processor, and we all know exactly. It. So, so type so up whatever you, you gotta type up. Yeah, if you musings <laughs> that are on your mind that can't wait till you get back to your hotel room. And it's so, like if you're journaling, bring something to write with because that is an expensive piece of machinery. Why are you bringing? Or if you're your journaling, laptop, bring a fucking journal and a piece right, of paper with you I because mean. that weighs. Like I don't even know a couple ounces, a couple as opposed ounces? to this and thirty much pound less computer expensive you're lugging if you get around. Sand in it, 
Because we all know back then there was no genius bar to go to, baby. Um, you can be figuring that out on your own. So he walks over to her and he uses this as an opportunity. Like he he shows her his computer and he says, and then she says, "Oh, he's he mentions like them being hackers." And then well, he doesn't even say that. He says she says like, "Are you in the business?" She says, like, "Didn't realize you were in the business." Um, after he, he mentions goes, he mentions hacking, all? he mentions hacking. She says, "Oh, didn't realize you were in the business." And then we see his computer, and then he says, "Isn't everybody?" And I thought, like, no. no, it's famously a small community. Of no, people in 1995. That woman over there is a teacher. <laughs> that man right there, that's Bill Clinton. The guy jerking off in the woods behind you is a henchman. <laughs> exactly, and the guy behind him, jerking off too. That's someone's fucking dad. <laughs> um. So. Um, so, so she, so that all happens, and then, um, you know what's really, you know I just thought about wait. when I said that? Wait, what? Go ahead. This is social commentary. But I just thought about, like, if somebody was to say, like, if you were, like, to be at a mixer or something, and some, you're like, oh, what do you do? And somebody was like, I'm a mom. You would just be like, oh, cool, dope. But if somebody was like, I'm a dad, you'd be like, and what else? <laughs> You know, what you when you go, think of that because I said, "Oh, that's someone's oh, the dad. dad," and then yeah. I, and then I thought about it as like a job description. And, and you know like, what? Oh, that's that's enough. that's not very progressive. You know, it's we not. Need to support the stay-at-home dads. World, stay-at-home dad. You want to stay at home? You stay, stay at home. home. And mom wants to stay at home. She stay at home too. Both of you stay at home. My feminism is all about choice, and that includes men's careers. That includes anybody in a household working to me. Mm-hmm. So what if some people have households where two people work? So why not have a household where nobody works? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of households where nobody works. Exactly. <laughs> now back to the um back to this movie. So she's on the beach. This guy comes up to her. He's all in her grill. He's really close to her. I I found myself whispering COVID because he was so close to her face. And <laughs> side note: at the beach today, I'm sorry for all these tangents. At the beach today, I was at the beach. Dave went inside, so I was by myself at the beach reading a book, and this gentleman walked up to me, and I've seen him before walk up to strangers, and I never really knew what the deal was. And he's like, hi, can I can I leave my stuff here while I hop in the water? And I was like, Ugh, why am I your keeper? And uh, like, It's like, can you I have do to this? be nice and neighborly and do it, yeah. but you don't fucking But he was to. so close to me, and he wasn't wearing a mask, and I wasn't wearing a mask, because I was in my personal space. And mm-hmm. then I just, for, I've been wanting to say this for so long, and I, I don't say it, because I was like, oh, that's rude. But I was like, are you vaxxed? Because he was so close to me. <laughs> he was so close. Like, you oh, you said it to him? Yeah, because he was okay. so close to me, and he was asking yeah. me to watch his stuff. And as he was, like, taking his clothes off to hop in the water, he had his, like, bathing suit underneath. He said, I said, I just said, I was like, are you vaccinated? And he was like, yeah, fully vaxxed. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he goes, fully. With like his <laughs> eyes open. I was like, I just needed you the more one. vaxxed than I am? <laughs> maybe, he got that thir- maybe he got that third booster shot. I want that. <laughs> it's not you time know. for you yet, Jane. You know I want it, though. You know I'm eyeing it. That third you know I'm eyeing it, too. I'm frothing at the bits to get I my mean, hands on it. We all are. Give me as many shots as you can fucking find. I want to be full of that goddamn vaccine. <laughs> oh my god I wanted to give you like I wanted to give you just like a straight dead face but I couldn't because it was so appalling everything you said it was so vile 
I'm gonna be full. I'm gonna be full of that vaccine. And they're just like, Shh. oh my god, we're ninety minutes in. We gotta go. Okay, so there's so much to go. So um, wait, I do want to say something about something okay, she okay. says on the beach, real quick, because I just noticed this and I rewinded it because I I wanted to hear it twice. When she says something, well, they're talking about how they're like both in the business of being of programs or whatever, or whatever, and they're talking about like, oh, I'm just thinking about where can I hook up my modem. But what Sandra Bullock says is modem. Do you notice that? No, I didn't catch it. <laughs> it really? I, and maybe I'm crazy. I rewound it and I like I was watching the first time with Laura, our friend Laura, and I think she did hear it too, but she didn't like affirm me in the way that I needed to be affirmed in the moment. But I'm pretty sure if you guys watch this movie, listen for it. It's when she's on the beach, the first time she meets Jack Devlin, and she says, "Where can I hook up my modem? Let me know." Yeah, or maybe that was the way she was, or maybe she was hitting him with that old school like transatlantic no. Kathy Hepburn. You know, you know that's not how it's. Why don't in you hook accent. up your modem in the, cha- in the changing area? You are always looking for a way to work in. I'm always out. looking for a way to get Kathy B in the com. Kathy B. Kathy B. I'm always <laughs> looking for a way to get Kathy Hap in the conversation. <laughs> okay, um, so we yeah, have. You know, you're going to be getting a Kathy Hepburn movie soon. Every time they pull me out, you pull me back in. Um, so they're having their, um, they're having this conversation. He, they end up having like, the funny thing about her is that she appears to be a very guarded person. And I can answer these questions that I'm about to, I can answer the, I have answers to the statements. I can play devil's advocate. Um, I've been a children's advocate for many years. So it, I, I know how to do, I know how to do that role of advocate what, in any, what are you, any, what are you advocating specifically for children? Um, all sorts of stuff, just food. If they want to play with okay. Silly Putty, let them yeah. do it. If they don't feel like that. taking a bath today, a lot of these celebrities aren't washing their kids, so why not, you know, the regular <laughs> kids too? Nobody get washed. Apple and Coco aren't getting washed, and Inspector Pilot, then why should Kaylee <laughs> down the street, damn it? Nobody's bathing. Screw it. Um, so, uh, she, so she goes out with him. In the beginning of the movie, she seems very guarded. Clearly, nobody's ever seen her before in real life. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to this beach, and it's just really interesting how quickly she lets her guard down. And I was going to say I can play devil's advocate because I get, like, you live a life where you are a certain way, and then you go on vacation, and sometimes you want to at least temporarily sort of almost, like, absolve yourself of, like, the societal rules that you live by in the real world, and you're like, I'm on vacation, you know? What happens in Cancun, you know, is probably going to pop up in one of my tests in a month or so. But like, you know, you want to believe that like this is a fantasy and, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be freer than I normally am. But I found it interesting how quickly she divulges so much personal information to this guy because I just would have expected her to be a little bit more guarded than she is. And that was something I kept thinking throughout their interactions was like, you're just giving it all up and you're not a person that we have been led to believe is open and, you know, effusive and like a person who's always willing to sort of like casually share personal information. So it's like interesting i so so the first part of your conversation or first part of your point i totally actually had the same conversation with myself where it was like 
man, she's being so... It, it wasn't necessarily about her being open because, like, I, I don't think she shared that much personal information about herself. She just said, like, where she grew up and, like, the places that she lived and, like, what her job what, is. But, what she like, did for a living and her name. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of standard, you know? Yeah. Um, I, but, but for, I but for her to be a I woman was... traveling by herself, I mean, I guess... Yeah, but, you know, I've, I don't know. I don't think, I I don't think that she gave up that much personal okay. information. I, I really don't. I think where you're from and where you grew up and that kind of stuff and what your job is, is yeah, okay. particularly in this iteration of the internet, like, people in general, I, I understand that he's a programmer too, but people in general in 1995 would not know how to find someone else on the internet. That's a good point. Okay, that that's a very good point. Yeah, that is a good point. But the thing that I did think was like, I was surprised how forward she was being with Jack. Um, just very, like, yeah. Yeah, very which for, like, for a shout out to you girl. Woman. No, no shade there. I love that. Let's be forward. Let's go after what we want. I was just surprised. But then I did, because of who she is at home, but then I did have that conversation with myself that you also had, which was like, she's on vacation. She can be whoever she wants on vacation. And I've definitely had those moments where it's like, you know what, you're, you're a little bit more free on vacation. You are willing to do a little bit more than you normally would at home because fuck it, you know, YOLO, you know what I mean? I always so, call those women out when I'm on vacation. If I see a woman behaving inappropriately or... Um, and you know what? I love that about you. It's such a good quality and it's it makes you so likable, you know? I'll just be like, do you know him? <laughs> Did you meet him today? Uh-uh. And then I'll like hand her condoms. She's like, this is my dad. Get away. Um... <laughs> All the more reason, girl. Um, <laughs> Wrap it up, sweetie. <laughs> no glove. I don't care no who love. it is. <laughs> I don't care about Papa. Uh, so that all happens. And then they are like, they're going out on a boat. And like, he's taking her out on the water. And she's... But before this, there's like, she's mugged. Coming from like a cabana. They've, they've been yes. having quite a few drinks. She's mugged by this guy who works with him. They're in cahoots. So he chases after him. And then he ends up killing that it's guy because... Well, it's mu- she's mugged by the guy who's watching her in the bushes. Who was not so subtly leering at her earlier, yeah. So she's <laughs> mugged by him. And then he takes a knife and he stabs himself in the hand. And, you know, to show her, I guess, the valiant effort. Which um, I just thought was totally unnecessary. Unnecessary, she completely unnecessary. She, she wasn't suspecting you anyways. Like, there's no need to injure yourself. And yeah. also, that injury, like, fully disappeared. Because yeah. afterwards, they had sex. And it's like, I feel like it would be, there would be blood all over, like, the towel that they were using. If you like, stab yourself seems... in the palm of your hand, yeah. It's not I gonna, feel like that's it would be a... hard to perform sexually with a gaping wound in your hand. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, don't know, you know. <laughs> I guess but, I don't know, but I, I would imagine. I, I don't know if I would be in the mood. Are you ever, though, Jane? <laughs> so, according so they to this have... podcast, I'm always in the fucking mood. <laughs> but you've got bedroom problems, too, according to this podcast. So. Um, legend, has it, legend has it that if you find a middle aged lesbian woman and you invite her to. No. Um, so. So they're on the they're on the the boat. Um, he leads her out. He says he can't get like reception or whatever, and she just is like, okay. And She's so, like, maybe we're not far out enough. When yeah, he, maybe like, we're not far out enough. Boat. It's like, girl, what are you doing? You're, you're, like, you are yeah, you're too like, comfortable. Yeah, you're like, no, abduct me more. 
Um, so and we, I, this is again, this is not victim blaming, of course not, but it's just funny to like. But yeah, but <laughs> imagine she... like the things she's saying are like all the things that like <laughs> seem pretty red flaggy. Yeah, like... Jane and I feel like she had it coming. Is what we're basically saying. <laughs> um, she's like, they can still hear me scream from the island. Uh, so let's go further out. <laughs> let's go a little bit further out. I wanna, I wanna really give over on vacation. Um, so they end up having sex, which I was like, oh, we're actually gonna have sex, which seemed like for 1994. Even I was like, oh, we're gonna let her have sex with the bad guy. Um, and that, that seems scandalous for you. In not scandalous, but it was just oh, like the fact that they allowed her to actually like have sex with this guy this early on. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like in movies that's like the point, like the point where the, where she sort of becomes aware of the danger, the impending danger, and then mm. is like, I um. Actually, I'm not. I'm not feeling so tropical anymore. Um, right. <laughs> I, I'd love it if you take me back to my, um, to my accommodations. Like you I know, I got the famous Mexican runs, and yeah. I'm about to shit all over this boat. Um, similar to that woman from earlier who had an affair on her husband and shit under the table in the Poconos. <laughs> I'd like to go back to my room because <laughs> I've got a little bit of boo boo to deal with as well. <laughs> Um, so she ends up having sex with him and then he goes downstairs and she finds the gun that he was gonna use to kill her but then like he decides he wants to have sex with her so he's like I'll kill her later um, <laughs> so he has sex with her and then there's a tussle and she gets away she gets away on like a little um, it's like a little flotation it's like, like a, a lifeboat it's a lifeboat it's, like a, it's attached to the larger boat and she knocks him out gets on the lifeboat <laughs> And then she finally gets the motor running. There's like that moment where she like is pulling the cord pulling him, yeah. for the motor over and over. And she finally gets it running. And then I just like two seconds later slams into a, a plastic rock. Yeah, she slams into a rock, and she so she it wakes looks up and plastic like it's yeah like, no it, it didn't look real it looks like a large version of wh- what you get at those Home Depots like like hide a key rocks it's like so fucking fake looking it's really yeah it's really fake looking I'm sure the stunt person was like no I won't run into a real one um so they she wakes up amnesia and like not amnesia she wakes up she knows what's going on but she's been out for I think like a week maybe or like. God, yeah, I guess it was, I didn't clock that, but I guess, yeah, it was a long time. Or at least, like, three days or something like yeah. that. Like She's been out amount of time. In, in the hospital. Also, what should be noted is earlier, like, moments earlier when they were having sex, he, um, he swipes a disc. That's, because that's the whole thing, is this disc that he's trying to get from her. <gasps> oh, right. He, it's the floppy disc from, um, Dale. It, from the, Dale. Yeah. And it's, like, the, one that the he disc her, yeah. of a lifetime. And I did say to Dave, I said, at this point in the movie, I thought, like, when the guy was leering at her on the beach, I just thought, like, why did we go to these lengths to get this disc? Why didn't we get this disc from her at the airport? Why didn't we, like, slip something in her cola at the airport while posing as a server, get her knocked out, and then take her bag very casually? Like, why didn't... There were so many people at the airport. There was so much hubbub. that There were Mm -hmm. so many opportunities. Like, if you have this kind of advanced technology... I just felt like there were so many opportunities to get the bag before we had to get to the island, and that man had to lose his life. 
to set up the, the mugging ruse, which is the whole thing. The mugging ruse that was set up was just so they could grab the floppy disk from her purse. So he gets to run after the guy. Mm-hmm. He gets the floppy disk out of the purse. He shoots the guy. And then he comes back with his hand with the gaping wound that he put into it. So he seems like the chivalrous... You know, man, and also Savior. I don't know. Also, I don't know why Sandy's carrying around this floppy disk like well, loosely in her my purse whole anyway. Thing. This is my whole thing, which I mentioned in the synopsis of the fucking movie. Why does she bring this floppy disk with her on vacation? Why is it on her at For all? What reason? Because because Lock she it knew in all... safe at home. You know, well what because I mean? yeah, well because before she left, she knew that Dell had died. Right. So but it's she like didn't there's no. It was under suspicious. Sus- she had no well, reason. Regardless, to think that it my was under suspicious circumstances. Yeah, but regardless of the circumstances, my point is that you have your whatever plan you had to meet him is null and void. Clearly, so like there's no reason to have the floppy disk on your person. The only reason she would have maybe would have been because she was going to see him. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was I, she had the floppy disk on her because she had plans to see Dale. And then when the guy told her he died. It just sort of missed, you know, she it, just, it didn't... She just never took it out of her She never took it out. Yeah. Okay, I can believe that. I can but believe that. It's a, but it's also, it's a lot because it's like, the people didn't break into her home to find the floppy disk. Or maybe they did. Maybe they broke in her house and they didn't see it and then they were like, it must be on her person. But this whole case. Well, because we do caper. find out later, they break into her house and clean out her oh, house Oh, of sell course. It. So maybe <laughs> so... when they were doing all that, that was when they found the floppy disk. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so he, so that was the whole thing was to get this floppy disk from her. And then she wakes up and she's in the hospital and she has no identification on her. And, you know, she's sort of like coming to and they're explaining to her that they found her in the water, the Coast Guard or whoever. And um, she's sort of like, I got to get out of here. I got to get back home to, you know, the United States. So she goes to the airport. Um, she's trying to get out. She's like on a phone call. Um, she's she actually, I think she's at like the consulate. I, I Maybe she's think. at the consulate because she doesn't have yeah. any identification. She has no passport. She has, she has, has American nothing. consulate, yeah. So she's trying to get out. She goes to the hotel first. And the hotel tells her, she says, I'm Angela Bennett. And they say, Angela Bennett checked out already. Angela Bennett checked out three days ago. I love how the guy at the desk is like, I wrote down this line because it was so dismissive. According to the computer, you've checked out. There's nothing I can do for you. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's not it's like, like the um, worst customer service. Like, so can rude. I get you another room? Like, what can I do for you? Oh, like, blah, blah, blah. also, this is like a this is a extraordinary circumstance. Yes. You, as a person who works at the front desk, have never encountered a person who's come up to the front desk covered in scrapes and bruises who says to you, "I've been in the hospital." I'm here to get into my room. There's no moment for that actor of like, whoa, let me take in like the reality of like me encountering like a woman who appears to have gone through some sort of physical trauma. It's just like, you're blocking my line. The room's been clean. <laughs> She's gone as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't help you. stuff is. Look, I've moved Angela on. took Angela's stuff with her. So sorry. <laughs> I remember her checking out. She gave me a hug. And she was sucking on one of those ring pops. I'd never <laughs> seen a grown woman suck on a ring pop before. So I remember Angela. Ring pop Angela. It was an interesting detail. I remembered it. It, it was a weird out. detail. Her breath smelled of sweet strawberry candy. Mm. Yours smells of le shit. <laughs> You're not Angela. Did they give you a toothbrush in the hospital, coma girl? <laughs> yeah, what's going on there? You brushing your teeth with boo-boo? 
Oh, that's like my you fourth boo-boo mention. I'm sorry. I know. I'm out of control. Let's move on. Time. I'm out of control. I know it. I admit it. So so she so he says no. She goes to the consulate. She's on the phone trying to get a hold of someone. Um, and then this woman comes up to her with a clipboard and she's like, Ruth, um, what was Ruth's Marks. last name? Ruth Marks. She's like, Ruth Marks? Ruth Marks? And she keeps saying it and she's like, no, I'm Angela Bennett. And she shows her her clipboard and there's a photo of her, I believe. And it says her name on it, Ruth Marks. And she also, before she shows it to her, she says, she says, Ruth Marks, is your social security number 687-274892? And it's like, if it's not, thanks for giving me Ruth Marks. Commit it to memory, girl. The way that she reads out loud this woman's social security number in a crowded room, whether it's a consulate or the airport, is egregious. This woman should lose her job. She's stopping people as they walk by and screaming it at them, too. And she says, you should be able to make some quick work of this. Ruth Marks, 687-294820. Write it down. I hope there's a fugitive in the mix. Right? She's screaming it at her. And she, she, she's, and then she's like, uh, and I guess Angela makes a really a, a, a stupid choice. I mean, she wants to get back home and for some reason doesn't understand, like, the seriousness of, like, taking on the identity of a person that is not you. But, um, I mean, I can, like, there is a part, like, I understand why she does it. Like, I think about the fact that, like there's no way for me to get home other than the sign on the dotted line. Like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to deal with the consequences later because I just want to go home. <laughs> like, I, I know that's horrible, but, like, I kind of understand why she does it. That's how you ended up with that 15 years while you were signed up to Columbia House. You get all those CDs <laughs> sent to you. Because you were like, what? A penny for 15 CDs? I never Sounds did that. Sounds like a tubular deal. F- famously, my wife like is still getting things at her parents' house from nice. Columbia House. From Columbia House. I did it. And then they send you those shit CDs. And then I... And the thing is, the way they send them to you and those things, you can't see what the CD is until you open it. And then you have to keep the CD. But I would use my mother's hot glue gun to glue it back and return it to sender. It's like, because the thing is, they send you, once you get Columbia House, you get your 15 CDs for free, and then you have to buy a certain amount of CDs. And they send you CDs in the mail, but you can put return to sender and send it back, which is like, you know, and then they'll send you another one, a different one. But you can't open it up. They don't want you to open it. If you open it up, then they don't take it back. So I figured out that if I use my mom's glue gun, I could re-glue the container closed if it's like, I don't need another, like, Chubbawamba. Like, I got two already. (laughs) So it's like, first of all, you know, give it the can, respect it's there. It's Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. I'm sorry. You can go tub thumping somebody else. All right. I was, <laughs> you know, I was hoping to get that ginger spice solo disc. Oh um, my God. But, uh, <laughs> look at me. But yeah, so that all happens. She gets back. She comes. She arrives at her house. Her her house is cleared out, cleaned out. Empty. Nothing there. Her neighbor shows up. It was impressive because her house is kind of cluttered. I yeah, it was a mess. Like. Yeah. Um, they did her a favor, actually. Um, yeah. So they Marie Kondo the hell out of her house. <laughs> they, um, Robin Zazio stopped by. She did what she had to do. The smell was horrendous. Um, so pungent. pungent. So they clear out her house, and it's bare. It's empty. And then there's a realtor there who's like manic. Um, he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, "No, no, no! I got a house for you." And it's like, "You've been. You were doing coke, sir." Um, so, <laughs> I know he was in the bath, the, the toilet, quote unquote, flush, and it's like you just did two lines for sure. Yeah, and he's like, "I got a house for you," and it's also like nighttime. It's weird. It's like, why are you selling houses at ten? Um, so he's like, he's like, "This is a great house," 
And so he's selling it and she's like, no, this is my home. The cops end up coming. She's telling the cops, like, this is my house. I'm Angela Bennett. And he said, no, you're not. Angela Bennett sold the house. Angela Bennett was here earlier. She already, she sold the house. Like, I own the house. Also, what a turnaround to get a house on the market. Like, if, like she has moved out. It has been sold. It is in the hands of a realtor. And he is doing showings. The cops end up showing up. Um, and she says, no, I'm Angela Bennett. Um, and then they find out, you know, that she got back into the, she, then she has to tell them basically her nosy neighbor shows up. <laughs> this and neighbor. she's, Who just she's made physical eye contact with in the That's beginning what I said. of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, when she's getting the package from the um, FedEx delivery person, her neighbor and her see each other's faces. Yes. And, and this woman doesn't look anything like Sandra Bullock, which also was weird, cho- was a weird choice in casting to me. Right. Because it's just like, you could have gotten somebody who looked a little bit more like her than this. Um, like, where's Maura Tierney at? She would have done. But, <laughs> so, they, so, it's like this weird moment. And then the neighbor's, like, chiming in. Like, because then she eventually has to why tell them. Why is she there? Why is she there? The cops should have been. Why is she there if she's not there to help? Because basically, she's just being like, I don't know who this person is. And it's like, bitch, you saw me. Okay, you get saw out me. of my you, house. Yeah, you're why mad you because here? I didn't come to your, like, shitty Christmas party. But that's no excuse to, like, partake in this, like, you know, assassination of me. And so. Right. She's there, and then she has to basically tell the cops, like, no, I'm here because, um, she says, she says to, um, the neighbors, she says, they're like, how'd you get back into the country if you didn't have an ID or passport? And the neighbor's like, yeah. And then she's like, um, well, I actually took somebody else's ID, which does sound insane. She's like, well, actually, I took the identity of of another woman because somebody showed up and they gave it to me. It was the only way to get back in the country. So I said I was Ruth Marks. And then they're like, oh. And then the neighbor chimes in with, that's a federal offense. That's a crime. And it's like, we don't need you here anymore. Okay, Beth? She's just stirring the pot. She's just stirring the pot. She doesn't like She's the neighborhood Karen. We don't need her. Yeah, she really is. And so she's in the mix. And then they go out to the car. And also, I love that they didn't think about this in advance only in the moment because we see in the car across the street is um the jack devlin Devlin, um who is in the car across the street watching all this sort of unfold from inside the house and he creates a fake profile on the uh police database for ruth marks which again Um, how you need wi-fi to do that wi-fi doesn't exist yeah how are you doing that from the inside (laughs) of this car (laughs) he knows that you have no wi-fi He's uploaded, he's he's gotten onto there, he's uploaded all this false information, basically. He's literally, like, anything that would be considered, like, you know, untoward or, like, damning behavior. He is, like, making her profile chock full of it. So he's, he's like, got, filling, like, filling up her rap sheet with, you know, prostitution, sex work, like... Um, drug offenses, all that kind of stuff. Every, anything, anything. Drug offenses. Murdered a child. Like, all of it's on there. <laughs> um, and so he's just, like, chalking it full. And then they come back in the house, and she sees the tides changing. They're not changing. They're just moving the same direction they've been moving in, which is nobody believing her. But, like, <laughs> you can see, like, things raising. And now you think, oh. At first you're like, well, she's done her time, even if those are convictions that she has. But then you're like, oh, no, because now this would, be, once again, be her, be considered her trying to steal someone's identity. So she see, she smells what's cooking, and she decides, um, I'm going to head out through the bathroom. So she takes off through the bathroom, and now she's completely caught up in the web. And she is running on foot. She's, you know, she's trying to get to a safe place. Um, nobody knows who she is at this point. We've got her mother, who's in this assisted living facility, who can unfortunately be of no assistance in identifying her. 
Um, her father, she, I guess, doesn't know. I don't know. They yeah. ask about her what? dad, and she's sort of like, <sighs> she just, she like, just says like, no. She says the word. She says no. no. Um, <laughs> and then um, she's hoofing it, and she's just like trying to make it, you know, trying to find somebody that can help her because she's never been into her job before, so they don't know who she is. Clearly, none of her neighbors, except for her neighbor who clearly saw her across the street earlier in the movie, they don't know who she is. So there's nobody in her life to vouch for her because she does everything through the computer. And, you know... Except for one person. Exactly. And then that's when she has a call up Dr. Alan Champion, an ex-lover of hers, um, a former paramour, played by um, conservative sweetheart Dennis Miller. Um, is Dennis Miller conservative? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Time. Yeah, he voted for Trump. Okay. Well, ugh. Really? And also, like, and also, like, made statements like, uh, you know, I don't hear what you guys hear when he says, like, the fucked up things he says. Like, <laughs> he says that, but it doesn't mean to me what it means to you. And it's like, what? so your whiteness and wealth protects you, I guess, from, like, anyway. 1,000%. But also, they, they note that Dr. Alan Champion, played by disgusting conservative Dennis Miller, in the beginning of the movie, she mentions that he's the last person that she was with, and we find out that he's her shrink. And he was married, and they had an affair. And they had an affair, yeah. So it's the plot was thickening. Um, and then, um, once again... Um, and he's Dave the most brought... annoying person in this movie. Yeah, he's obnoxious. And Dave also brought up, because I think there was a mention in here around the, um, the Secretary of Defense who killed himself earlier, and they brought up the horrible messaging surrounding, like, an HIV diagnosis in this movie. Oh, um, absolutely. It's, it's just so just irresponsible. so bad. Um, and so... Um, yeah, he, like, he's trying to get her, like, he's kind of listening to her, but he's also kind of not listening to her. Dennis Miller's he's character. He's not listening to her at all. He's, like, she gets in the car, and he's, like, hey, say hi, I'm not a cab, man. And it's, like, did you not catch that, like, she's literally going through the most, like, stressful, crazy moment of her life? And, like, he takes her to this hotel, and he's, like, trying to, like, sweet talk her. And he's, like, one of the things he says, he's, like, trying to get her a drink. He's trying to be, like, she's, like, this is what's happening to me. He's, like, hey, you know, blah, 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 making all these stupid fucking jokes. And he goes. Yeah, he, he's being, like, really, like, playful and cheeky. And she's clearly, like, in this, like, you know. A huge state of distress. A huge state of distress and shock. And one of the things he says to her is sometimes it's easier for me to play doctor than to listen. And it's like, honey, you're a shrink. Your job as a doctor is to fucking listen. And yeah, you are not doing like, any of that. So no, insane. it's like rude and dismissive. I and hated this character. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. And um, also, like, she kind of goes into hiding, but then there's a point where, like, she's, like, she's not doing a great job, though, of, like, navigating the world. She never dons a disguise, so she didn't learn anything <laughs> no. from enough. Um, like, which comes out way after this. Um, but, like, there's not a wig to be found. And it's like, she could use, like, like, a wig or a baseball cap. A ponytail. Like, even just, like, wear a different outfit than you might normally wear. Nope. Maybe a pair of sunglasses. Like, girl nope. is walking around. She's like, just walking raw around. Raw dog in the world with that face. Looking exactly like she's looked with this Angela Bennett face that everybody's looking for to take her down. And she knows it. But she's still just walking around. Just walking around, opening the door for anybody who comes to the hotel. Not a fear <laughs> to be found. And, I don't see her um, looking for peepholes, doing any due diligence in that way. Yeah. She's just like, No, there's so no, no T's been crossed. No I's been dotted. She's not <laughs> checking. And there's no balance, nothing. So she's just moving around through the world, navigating it like she wants to. 
And also there's a weird moment where Dennis Miller, like, I don't like him as a love interest. And, like, there's Ugh. a moment where he's trying to be, like, fond and, like, tender with her. And he's, like, disgusting so like this. And it's, like, ugh, gross. You're not going to convince me she wants any of this. Um, no, and it's such a gross, like, weird pairing, too. Like, I, there's no, I also, there's I no hate chemistry when, like, there. Also, there's, like, that thing that sometimes, like, men do where it's, like, baby, why don't you, like, let me... It's like shut up. <laughs> gross. She's not going like, to. Oh. Or my she God. falls for it, and you're even like throwing up in your mouth at that point. You're like, you think this is cute. This is endearing to you. Um, do you mean like baby talk? Is that what you're? It's saying? kind of yeah. It's like well, yeah. Do the baby talk, and it's like oh, why don't you put my little baby in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. No guy's oh ever God. referred to it as little, even like... if he knows. That made my body shake. I hated it so much. And then she's like, oh my god, your dick is so big. And it's like, <laughs> the jig's up, girl. Um, but, so that all happens. And then um, they like, you know, he goes to get medication at one point, And then he goes in to see her. They spot her through like a window in like the stairwell of this hotel. And so they're like, we're on the right track following this guy. And then they swipe his pills for like a pill that like causes him to like crash his car with Sandy in it. And he well, is... Oh, yep. sorry. Did we say we? Uh, she found. She went online. She used Al, Dr. Allen Champion's um, laptop, which she bought for him, and he brought back to her so she could like do some research. And she went back onto that website, Mozart's Ghost, and it took her to the Naval Hospital website, and like she entered in that um, uh, the password that was like on the back of one of Jack Devlin's cards because she had his wallet um, from the kerfuffle that they had and it got her in and it was just like, the thing that was confusing was like, again, I saw her type in no web addresses, not click on no links. It's just like, just takes her to like this website from the Naval Hospital that says that Bergman, the Secretary of Defense was misdiagnosed with HIV, which leads me to believe that that was the front page of that website of like the Naval Hospital's website. So it's like it just the article's just titled "Our Bad." <laughs> yeah. So now she knows that like someone put that you know wanted him to harm himself. Yeah, and... that false diagnosis that they knew he was the type of man who would commit suicide after receiving. Right. 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 Um, and so it was like, she's like realizing all of these things are happening around her. And this is like, she finds the name like Praetorian based on, I don't even know how she finds it, but it has something to do with like the underground web that's like causing all this stuff. And the dark web. Name. Yeah, the yeah. dark web. So, um, so this is all happening and then they, they track him down. So they track her down. He's then in the hospital. And, I mean, he's her only lifeline, really. She comes in. The nurse at the hospital at the front desk is like, you know, this is akin to, like, a, a bump on the head. He is going to be a-okay. <laughs> he's walking out of this hospital any day now, sister. You can count on it. And, like, she goes in to see him. Worry? She's feeling with That's great. for other people. That's for a different ward. Not around here. Yeah. Oh, you can leave here with a smile on your face because your baby is going to be tip-top. We actually have taken the opportunity to pick out some wedding linens for you, um, because this is just the beginning of your forever. You and him, okay? <laughs> Which, by the um, way, he's married. He does say the beginning, like, oh, me and Amy are over, but it's like, according to who? Are you both in on that information? Exactly. She done with that baby talk <laughs> bullshit? So, 
so yeah, so she goes to the hospital. She sees him again. Um, it's also funny to me that she keeps going to the hospital and stuff because I'm just like, you're not hiding well. Um, <laughs> you're like in a very public place. Yeah, so she's there, and then she leaves the hospital, and then somebody slips in his room, and they replace his, like, morphine drip, I guess, with, like, sugar water or something. Um, insulin. It's insulin. <laughs> it's um, insulin, and I think it's... He wasn't on morphine. He was on, like... I think they said... Uh, something... Epinephrine or something, because he had an allergic reaction to penicillin. Yeah, so they... If that's a drug that I just made up, sorry, but I don't know it. <laughs> no, it checks out. So so he's on this morphine drip. She is like... They have like this Hitchcockian moment, which Dave pointed out. It reminded it did remind me of Strangers on a Train. The big, like, the big, you know, scene in Strangers on a, on Strangers on a Train takes place at like a fair. And it's like all centers around like a merry-go-round. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I... Totally. I wrote, I was like, in every thriller, there's always like a moment at a carnival where like things are upside down and loopy and the it's getting music's too distorted. Wacky. And, and yeah. um, so they're at the fair and um, she ends up hiding inside of like the internal compartment in the middle that everything spins around on the carousel to get mm -hmm. away from him. And like, as Dave pointed out, like he climbs on the carousel and he's running around the carousel like a madman. There's all these children and like parents like <laughs> with their kids and nobody's like, who's this man frothing at the mouth, <laughs> running around here, looking like he's trying to get somebody. Like, oh my God. it's like no one, not a care in the world as this <laughs> monster is like climbing over like horses. To try and, like, find her. <laughs> probably, I'm sure, with, like, probably a loose knife in his hand, too. So he can get oh a good God. jug in as soon as he sees her. And, like, it's, and it's just, It just like, goes to show you that white men can do whatever the fuck they want. Especially if they've got a really fun British accent. And so, and, like, there's one shot of a mother on, like, one of the carousels who is in a state of, I don't know any other word other than ecstasy to describe it. She throws her head back with... A reckless abandon and oh she's selling her oats probably the first time in a really long time and i'm sure she's <laughs> just like this is the new deborah <laughs> it's weird because I, I mean i've been on a carousel before it's not necessarily like an adrenaline pusher you know what i mean it was doing yeah. it for her <laughs> she was feeling that wind on her face and that she probably had a whiff of that funnel cake nearby and mm. saw somebody with a turkey leg and she was like Oof. That's the next 30 minutes for me right after this. <laughs> so I, you might as well call me a fortune teller because I know it's in my future. And it's an iced lemonade. <laughs> oh my God. And an elephant ear. You're, well, you're talking about, you're, you're talking, you're talking about fair stuff. And I was at the, at the Illinois State Fair last weekend and I did all of those things. Like I ate funnel cake. Ooh. I had a lemonade. I didn't go on a carousel, but I did go on a really cool ride where it was like, it was sort of like a ski lift above the whole fair. And it took you, we went at sunset. It was really beautiful. I need two people to a little like cart. And it's like, I don't know, like a hundred feet off the ground. And you just Ooh. like slowly go across the fair and then you swing back around and go the other way. It was really fun. Did you, were you safe? Did you wear masks? Did you like do anything to protect yourself? Where no, no, no. Safe? I wore no masks. I licked everybody inside of their mouths and, um, you know, uh, 
if anybody was coughing, I opened my mouth and asked to receive it. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, it was very safe. We wore masks the whole time. Um, I will not say that was the case for everybody, but we were very careful. Um, and uh, it was it was good because I was nervous about going there, but it wasn't that crowded, so I didn't feel like I I didn't I wasn't like close to anybody at any point. But so that was like really nice. And the, it wasn't super, super hot, which was good, too. I know. But this has nothing to do with that movie. It's fine. That's good. Thank you for sharing that with us, though. And we loved it. <laughs> Jane welcome. had some on-the-ground experience. You went to the, mm. the, you went to the carnival to get experience because you knew about the movie this week. And you were like, I want to know what Angie felt like. Well, I forgot about this scene, you know? Oh, I, was and it just, you, I was trying to it's... give you something just then. Okay. God, well, I was just saying like it's were... weird how life comes out. It's art. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, you know, life moves fast. And if you don't mm. stop every once in a while to have some fun, then you'll miss Milk out cake. on it. Ferris Bueller. Mm -hmm. That quote was so wrong. It was life moves absolutely. At, what is it? it life moves at you fast. It was absolutely the opposite of word perfect. What is it? Life moves at you fast. And if you don't stop every now and then to put on a condom, you're going to get raw dog to the moon and back. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he, so they're passing through the. Um, he, she gets away again. She slips through the, the the trick door on the other side of the um, the carousel, and she gets away. And he's like shakes his fist at the air because he's like, I didn't get to kill her. He also <laughs> though, there's also what's being interspersed in here is several times in the movie though he speaks to her on the phone because she's got um, he realizes she's got Champion's phone. And he calls her sometimes and then he says things like, I want us to have a real relationship though. It's like, what are you talking about? He does, he like, you're supposed to believe that he's sort of in love with her, but also wants to kill her. And he has that classic conversation that like villains and heroes always have before the like final face off, which is like, you and I, we're, we're not really so different, you know? And it's like, oh, we, you know, look at all these things that are the same about us, but you chose one path and I chose the other and here we're meeting, you know? And it's like, you you understand that, you know, one thing can change your trajectory or whatever. But, like, he also, okay, but he also says like, I really like you. Like he's like, <laughs> I really like you. I think we could really have something. Yo, I'm fascinated by you. It's like, you've tried to kill me so many times. And I'm not Every stupid. time I see you, you try to fucking kill me. Murder's always on the menu. With you. Also, one of the things she says at the carnival when he grabbed her, which, like, made me LOL. Ugh, I hated and the I way was, you said that. I know. I knew you hated You loved it. it. You loved it. <laughs> but, like, she says, surprise you didn't kill me, then fuck me. And I was like, whoa. It just, like caught me off guard because like she, I, I don't know a like I, I don't think there's a lot of swearing in this movie I think that might be the only fuck in this movie and also she's like suggesting that he sh would like fuck her dead corpse which is like horrifying right up Jane's alley. <laughs> horrifying thing to say Jane pretending to be appalled while giggling oh um God. So he gets, so she gets away, and also when he when he does is when he as Jane puts it grabs her in that moment, and he's like tossing her around like a rag doll. Like <laughs> no one is ready to have their fair time interrupted. Like everybody <laughs> at this carnival be less interested in what's happening. Is like if I'm if I'm dealing with you, I'm not gonna make it to the cotton candy booth. So like <laughs> you guys figure it out. So there, you know, it's just a bunch of people probably being like, oh, just a disagreement between a husband and a wife. Ugh. 
cowards. Well, so he, so he roughs her up a little bit, you know. But what so did she what? say to make him do that? That's what I want to know. And if I don't have the full story, gosh darn it, I'm not getting involved. Um, so that all happens. She gets away. Um, even though the moment where she's in the interior of the middle part of the carousel, so the entire carousel is oscillating around her. She's in the interior. She, at, before he sees her, she's at the little door. The little door is open and she's at the door. It's, I can't even, I don't think you can call it a jar because I think it's too open to call it a jar. <laughs> half, her, half her head is sticking out and she's playing a game of peekaboo with the murderer and you're just like you are not worried about the right thing you are like she's like she's standing there with like her her like boogaboo eyes like sticking out staring at him like and it's like he's looking at you like what are you doing your priorities are fucked so then she so she finally gets away after and also the thing that that she does her character does in this whole movie that's so frustrating angela bennett doesn't know how to close a door to save her life literally <laughs> the entire movie is her leaving doors swinging and just I open didn't behind even her notice. it's the whole movie anytime anybody's chasing oh her she's, she's doing everything but like placing like some sort of like doorstop behind her so that they don't have to you know stop at all you know they don't have to meet any sort of impediment to them getting to her to kill her like the whole movie is her like pushing doors open right as she's running out of them like making sure they can get through um, well, she kind of she does this thing where like it, a couple scenes later, where uh, you know, so the whole thing happened. Well, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but the whole thing happens when she gets arrested, right? So she escapes from the carnival, and then I can't remember how she gets. Wait, arrested. wait, no, hold on. Before we get there, before okay. we get to this, okay, okay. So while this is going on, where she's at the carnival, somebody slips into Dennis Miller's um in Dennis Miller's hospital room. They take off the whatever it was, epinephrine, whatever Jane called it earlier, they take that, they replace it with insulin, straight up insulin, and then um, he dies while she's mm -hmm. away. But when she comes into the hospital, they're performing <laughs> life, they're doing life-saving measures to try and save his life. So she walks in from the carnival um, after having just bested mm -hmm. old Devlin, she walks into the hospital, she sees a lot of hullabaloo going on. She decides to follow it. She sees them... Um, using like the um the aed machine they're, they're like trying to it's like a defibrillator right they're like trying to yeah. shock him back to life which seems like a weird course of action for like insulin it's like a situation where you've been um where you've been overwrought with insulin or like diabetes is on the table i don't know if like i am anyway, not a medical they're trying to jumpstart his heart when and, and so um <laughs> and like she runs in the room as the doctors it's like 15 doctors and nurses in this room sandra bullock like climbs around them and she's like literally like the doctor's like trying to like perform these life saving measures and sandra bullock's like standing next to him like he can't even get his elbows in place to use the defibrillator because she's in his way she's like standing there breathing she's in his face so in the mix she's it's not like she it's not like she's in the room and she's standing behind and just watching it's like she runs up like she's also baking this pie and she's like what what can I what can I do? Can you want me to need some dough? Do you need like, somebody to be frantic and cry? Will that help? Yeah. Um, and the doctor looks up and he says, "Get her out of here." And then she says, "He's my friend. He's my friend. He's my friend. He's my friend." Okay. It's so funny. It's, it's like crazy. It's like, it's like ma'am. First of all, you're not even a family member. Well, let us save him if he's your friend. Get exactly. the fuck out yeah. of the way. Exactly. What you're doing is unfriendly. 
Um, and but she's just she thought that was gonna be her passport, I guess. Um, was oh, well, did wait. you did you notice your, what the? He's your friend. Get her a seat. Get her a chair. <laughs> did you notice what the doctor does? No. What does he do? Okay, so this is my arguably my favorite part of this movie, where like, <laughs> so like the camera's obviously like focusing from above as soon as. They're trying to shock Dennis Miller's body back to life. And first of all, they keep shocking. The doctor is um, feeling for his pulse on his neck, which I was like, is that necessary? Don't you have him like, hooked up to a machine where they track his that, pulse? That but... does something a little bit more advanced. <laughs> yeah, then you Then the way you check your heart rate after you've gone for a jog. Exactly. Like, it seems which like... Which even then, and even, even if you're just checking your heart rate, like... From, like, a workout, people also still are like, yeah, and that's not even 100% accurate. Like, yeah, old, exactly. The old two fingers on the, on the wrist. I don't think I've ever successfully found my pulse by putting two fingers on my neck, but whatever. So, <laughs> they, they shock him a few times, and then, like, he codes out. Like, he's gone, unfortunately. But what the doctor does is... <laughs> He decides that nothing can be done, and so the camera is like shooting down from on top of Dennis's, uh, on top of Dennis's body, and you just see the doctor's hands come out, and they like they like hold up. He's like enough, <laughs> enough, and he like gestures for everybody with his hands really hard to like stop trying to save him. And I just thought it was so fucking ridiculous. Like what? Like why would a doctor be like, okay, now is the time for some very aggressive sign language to stop this life-saving procedure? And you could just, also just say, like, you know, let's call, call it. it, call it, let's call it. Yeah, and so Jane and I both know that that's what you say when somebody dies. It is because I've seen it on ER. I've seen it on ER. I've been in operating rooms before. I've called mm-hmm. it. I've called it for people as dead before while they were still alive. <laughs> yeah, and that's I was me in no way tired and i was just looked around and i was like, like we did our job still who gets, happening who gets to decide when our job's over and, and also do starts? i get overtime for this because if i don't get overtime i'm gonna clock out i've clocked out in the middle of a surgery before an open yeah. heart triple bypass before i've looked at the clock and i've said time of death and they're like we're literally holding his beating heart in our hands he couldn't be more alive we can save him and i'm like but can we like Let's call it, I have dinner reservations. Or somebody pops their head and they're like, ooh, Dr. You know, Dr. Malibu brought, a, brought a, you know, like a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. Then I'm going to call time of death to make sure I get one of those donuts. So, okay, let me pee real quick. I'm sorry. I will be oh, God. Jane's going to take the microphone with her because she knows some of you kinksters out there are going to really enjoy that. And there's a choice for love and a time for living. Pay the chance and face the wind. There were times. I lost a dream or two Where is that? on the trail, and at the 
There's a path to take and a path not taken. The choice is up to you, friend. I ain't long, but you might awaken to a brand new life, brand new life, brand new life around Love the bend. Okay, so <clears throat> after Dennis dies, where are we at? So Dennis has died. The doctor, somebody was, somebody was like, I think that there's a little fight left in him. The doctor punched him in the face. He said, enough. <laughs> We're done. He's dead. Call it. <laughs> um, and so he's dead now. Sandra goes out to confront the nurse who told her earlier that he was going to be walking out of the hospital. And she's going to have a ring on her finger. And she's like, hey, dummy, guess who's dead? And the nurse is like. <laughs> Well, he was diabetic. And she's like, no, he wasn't. We no, talked about a penicillin allergy before. We you talked about penicillin, al penicillin allergy before. Now we know why you're behind the desk tip, tip, typing. <laughs> and not in the mix in there with the fake doctor and all those fake nurses and doctors. And um, <laughs> she rips, she gets so mad because they're like, well, it was that Beatties and you didn't tell us about that when you were here last time. <laughs> and she's like, he didn't have diabetes. She gets like angry. She's like triggered by by even like the assumption that he had diabetes. Well, um, what she says is the computer says he has diabetes or whatever. The computer says he has diabetes. She's like, he didn't have diabetes. We talked about it all the time. Every time I saw him, the first thing I said to him was, you still don't have diabetes, do you? And the first thing he said to me was, nope. So this is a lie. And then she takes the, it's so, it's like, it's, I can't, I don't know. I won't, hyper, I don't know. It's like, it's a lot. Like she rips it's the computer. Too it's too much. And like, <laughs> we didn't create a moment that created the kind of like frenzied energy that would sort of like, um, come justify. to like, yeah, that would justify it. Or this would be like, sort of like the, the penultimate sort of moment of like this scene where like she is, where it's warranted for her to grab the monitor and throw it on the ground. But she And it was a surprise it. to me. It was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it was a rise. And then also, once the monitor falls, once the monitor is thrown on the ground by her, she like shuffles off, and her walk she, is so funny. It's she so like casual. saunters. She saunters away. <laughs> like, She's just like you can't just destroy a hospital computer and not be held financially responsible. But also, that. the nurses aren't saying anything, and I just wanted <laughs> her to just, be like, I thought somebody would okay. be like, "We're gonna, you're gonna get charged with," and she'd be like, "Charge it to Ruth Marks," <laughs> and then just like saunter away. Um, so that happens. And then she, so then she goes to, because his car, his Mercedes, I believe, was wrecked earlier. That's how he ended up in the hospital. Somebody had switched out his pills. You know, we know it was Devlin. So he mm -hmm. ends up in the hospital. Um, he, so he, he ends up crashing the car, a light crash, but he crashes the car with her in the car with him. He goes to the hospital. The car, I guess, goes to like the Mercedes dealership to get fixed because... First of all, I have to stop you. It is a BMW. It's a BMW. So it goes to the BMW dealership to get fixed. And then um, she, like the next shot we have is her having slept in the car at the BMW dealership, which is like, it's crazy you got access to like the BMW dealership the like that. How did keys to the car? Well, she probably, they probably gave her maybe his effects or whatever, like right uh, after maybe. he died. Although that would mean, because we saw right after he died was her coming back in. So it, so it makes you wonder, like, did she have to, like, But, like, what about walk... his wife? They're not, like, fully divorced. Like, would they just... They're, but give... it's complicated. She goes, I'm them. his friend! I'm his friend! And they're like, here, this friend, is... here's his personal effects. But it's complicated Wouldn't it have them. to be technically your next of kin? Not if you've got a really good friend. Um, and so, <laughs> but I wonder 
Do you think there was a deleted scene where, like, she, like, rips the the computer off of the, the monitor or whatever, throws it on the ground, walks out, then with her tail between her legs has to come back in and be like, um, I'll actually, I'll take his effects as well since he's passed on. And they were just like, just fucking take it and get out of here, Ruth. I just need to snag those keys real quick. Uh, I just need to snag those keys to that beamer. Um, and then I'll be out of your hair. Um, should we contact you about what to do with his body? Burn it. And then she takes off. So Burn she, it. Burn it, burn it, burn it. Um, so she takes off. She's spending the overnight in the thing. She gets woken up by, I think, like, probably a person who works there, like a guard who wasn't doing their job. And then she takes off in the car. She doesn't, like, pay for any, the fix, the work, or anything. She just leaves. So she's on the road on her big-ass cell phone. Devlin calls her again. They're having a phone conversation. And then um, it's raining really hard. But if you notice, the rain is only on her car. There's a shot where you can see the cars behind her and there's no rain on them. So it's just like, you know, camera magic or Hollywood magic. They apparently have some sort of like, I don't know, hose system or whatever, like where the water is just centralized on her car. And they don't do a good enough job of tightening the shot enough. So you can kind of see the cars behind her on the highway that don't have any water really on them. And I thought that was funny. Um, so, but she can't even like see in front of her. And then the cops pull up behind her and you're like, what are they, I wonder why they're following her. Either because she stole the car from the dealership or because she's driving erratically or like. Well, the car was reported as stolen because. So Devlin, she stole it from like, the dealership. No, Devlin like went into the computer, I think. He went into the she, computer and he reported it stolen. Yeah. So she then ends up swerving off the roll down like the side of an embankment. And she kind of, like, lightly crashes the car, and then she takes off. But, like, she's also, she's running so slow. And... <laughs> I mean, look, I can't, I can't fault her, because it's not like I'm fucking, you know, flojo. But, the, but you know, like the, you know the cops are coming for you. And so she's, <laughs> they catch her, and they get her on the ground, and they're handcuffing her. And then did you notice that the one cop is handcuffing her, and the other one is literally reading her, reading the Miranda rights from a piece of fucking paper. <laughs> paper! What's I going have... on? <laughs> And like, okay, it could, I I have this note too because I was like, why is this motherfucker reading? And have you like, never seen Law and Order, sir? <laughs> like, or like, did you did the person you had lined up like drop out the last minute so you had to throw someone in there and then you inexcusable? Like, <laughs> and the, yeah, it's just inexcusable. There's, There's no, no excuse reason. for it. These cops are also like middle aged men. Like, yeah. so we're supposed to believe you're a grizzled cop who's been doing this for, like, 20 years. They did not they did not hire a young buck. So mm-hmm. there's no reason for you not to have, for you not to know Miranda <laughs> rights. If you're an actor, you need to know Miranda rights. It's not like people go to the police academy when they're 45 because they're, like, want to change careers. I like, mean, they do, but then that's, like, a special that human, that's a human interest story. That yeah, is, like, exactly. a note in a community when that happens. And we don't have time for that backstory. No. So he, <laughs> although it would have been nice if there was a moment later on where he walked by herself and he's like, you're probably wondering why we had to read those Miranda rights. <laughs> I wasn't always a cop. I was a chef before this. But my dad was a cop. And I always wanted to be one. And I finally decided, you know what, Reggie? You get to change course in your life, too. You get to the take the restaurant went path. bankrupt. I had to do what I had to do. I just The restaurant went bankrupt. Family. I had to do what I had to do. And I looked at your rap sheet. And it looks like you've done what you had to do more than a few times, Ruth. <laughs> so don't judge me for that little Miranda kerfuffle earlier. Um, so then her lawyer... In the movie. So then Sandy B, um, she's been arrested and she has to meet um, with, I guess, her public defender. Yeah, this is a public defender. She's, yeah, she has to meet with her public defender and then she starts like unloading the story of what happened to her. 
which like is a crazy story. The lawyer is played by L. Scott Caldwell, who I always see in movies, and I always I always remember her. I, as, I remember her too. I recognize as Paul from The Fugitive. I always remember her as Paul from. The oh, Fugitive. I've never seen The Fugitive before. She was in. She was also in a documentary called that. I think it was called the that woman in that one thing, and it's like about career character yes. actresses. And yeah. she talks in that documentary about The Fugitive and how you know they ask her about like her most her most um, rewarding um, gig or whatever, and she says The Fugitive. <laughs> And she, she also sorry. Oh no. I'm just looking at her IMDb and I'm like, I know her from a lot of things. She no, she's been Mo- in so many things. She plays Molly's mother in Insecure, which is like a recent yes. thing. That's a recent thing. But she, yeah. she does she, yeah, she's got a crazy like resume and she's one of yeah. those actresses you instantly recognize, even if you're not always one hundred percent sure what her name is. But Absolutely. I just remember the story about the fugitive because they didn't want her for it and then she talked about like in the documentary, like, recording herself and, like, her husband at the time, like, her, recording herself or doing the scene and arresting her husband at the time and sending it to them. And then they considered her for the part, but she talked about how, like, you know, the fugitive was the thing that had paid for, like, her guest, like, her um, her guest house that she owned or, like, oh, wow. you know, her getaway home and, and how it had just been this gift that kept giving, like, financially. So, anyway, she's a great actress. She's wonderful in everything that she's in. Yeah. She plays the lawyer. She, like, couldn't be, she can be less concerned with this story, although she <laughs> does give Ruth a good piece of advice. She's, like, Ruth mm-hmm. is unloading on her the whole story about everything that's happened to her. And if you've all been listening to the podcast up to this point, you realize how crazy it is. <laughs> and she basically just says, if you get in front of a lawyer, if you get in front of the judge and you tell him that story, they are going to be keeping you indefinitely. <laughs> and so, you know, Ruth's like, oh, I better strategize again. So, but she doesn't have to because this detective shows up to take her um, away. F- quote, unquote, FBI agent. FBI agent. He shows up to take her away. And bells her out or whatever. Bells her out her. or whatever. Gets her out. She, you know, earlier in the movie, before Champion died, he sort of explained to her that he had a friend in the FBI who could help him. So this guy shows up, and you think, oh, this is the guy that his that he must have gotten to him before he died and told him mm-hmm. about, you know, Angela's situation. So he bells her out. He gets her out. They leave together, and then she realizes when she gets in the car because he's not subtle. They get in the car, and she's like, oh my god, thank you for helping. He's like, yeah, yeah, about that floppy disk though. <laughs> And she's so obvious. And she like looks at him and he's like, you know, you see quick, quick, quickly the wheels start turning for her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it's so crazy about everything that happened. But that floppy disk that I got to get from you, you know, because how did the that get disc. ruined? Did you make a copy of it? Did, yeah, you must have ruined? made a copy of it that you got in your pocket, right? The floppy disk, you know. <laughs> And Which so like, she, seems so fucking unnecessary to this. Whole yeah, it's thing, so unsubtle. Whatever. And <laughs> she says, and she's like, "You guys will never give up, will you?" And he's like, "What are you talking about, floppy disk?" And um, <laughs> then she ends up wrecking the car conveniently into Devlin, who's parked nearby, and um, hoofing it. Okay, so all this happens. Oh my god, there's so much more of this movie. I so, know. So, so all of this funny. happens, and then she gets away from Devlin. He's been bested, and there's a moment that Dave noted where, like, she Devlin's in his car. She's on foot. She runs. There's a bridge is raising. So like a bridge is raising for like a train or a boat or something. She hops off of the, the ledge as it's raising. She makes it to the other side. He's in a car and he can't make it. And Dave noted the jump that she does is like two feet. Um, I know. But they try and make it seem epic. But she jumps and then. But he... it's scary to make that jump regardless, for sure. Because you like, I mean, I just was like, I knew she was gonna make it, but like that decision where you're like, am I going to make this jump? Like that. Well, you got nothing to lose if you're her in this movie. I guess that's um, true. Can't let Devlin catch you. And so she gets away, and then she decides she comes up with a new plan. She's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna infiltrate the company that I work for. And I'm going to... This is the one point that I wanted to talk about. 
Okay. When she jumped, because we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. how, like, (laughs) she's always leaving doors open and shit, and, like, she's just not good at, like, creating traps for people to, like, not kill her. And I was like, this is, like, when she gets away from him, finally, and the bridge is going up, she takes, like, a full, like, five minutes to turn around and maintain eye contact with Devlin. And it's like... You oh, I didn't think he saw just... her. Did you think he saw her? Yes, they were looking at each other. They oh, were okay. Looking at each other. I didn't and realize it's that. Like, I understand like what you're trying to do. You're trying to create like there's something between them, but at the same time, it's like all you're doing is wasting your own time, girl. Like you need. Well, to at get that moment, going. Dave said to me when they were doing the back and forth. Dave said to me, "What is this?" We don't need this. Um, and, and you haven't earned it as a movie. And no. so um, she gets away and then she's like, decides to infiltrate the company to find out who, um, who is this fake Angela Bennett who's been pretending to be her. So, because there's a moment earlier in the movie when she's still trying to grapple with the fact that she's lost her identity, that she calls um, her company. And then she says, I'm Angela Bennett. And somebody says, oh, Angela Bennett's here. And then mm-hmm. they transfer her to this woman and she hears her voice and the woman's like, just give us the disc. And so now this is like, I guess, the completion of this story. She's in the office. She calls internally from inside the office to Angela Bennett. She kind of like peeks over her cubicle and she sees who, you know, stands up or who's looking around. And she realizes that's the the one, the decoy me. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's also a big like AIDS march going on outside as well. Yeah. Um, and they have signs like healthcare is a right and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. This is from 1995. And like, we are still having these. And we're still fucked. And yeah, like, exactly. have not, oh God, it's so fucking horrible. So. <sighs> and so she, um, so she's, she's like, oh my God, she comes up with a, she, she goes into the system. She creates a fake, uh, fire alarm to get everybody out and then she goes to the computer and she um i do want to note that when um she calls angela fake angela and she's like she's like where are like you know she's trying to figure out she's trying to make fake angel stand up so she can locate where she is and angela does stand up and she see fake angela stands up and real angela sees her but fake angela does not see real angela but yeah. angela still sends a message to praetorians like please advise angela is in the building angela is near and it's like how do you know she's in there unless you know i thought maybe something in the from? phone system told her that it was an internal call that's what i oh thought. okay maybe that was it maybe that was i assumed it. that but i could be but yeah. usually that's the case you know you're probably right i just was um, like, you can tell when a call is coming from in- i just assumed but um, yeah. then the fire alarm goes off. Fake Angela has to leave with everybody else. They're hustled out. Real Angela's hiding, waiting for everybody to leave. She makes it to the computer. She uploads the information, the damaging information about, like, this company. You know, she finds out how deep it's going. She finds out that it's the head of the um, the company that's been providing everybody with, like, you know, uh, virus securities, securities to prevent viruses that's actually been responsible for everything that's been going on. Um, she gets it's all called, this. Inf- it's called Greg's. Mi- Greg. It, well, it's it's the company's called Greg Microsystems, and the software is called Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. And everybody yeah. is using it. It's like this. And they've now got government contracts at this point. That's happened over the course of the movie. So now that means they have access right. to like even more advanced and secure information. I mean. Well, what we find out is that the gate Gatekeeper itself is the one allowing Praetorian access to all of these government websites and then what we what angela further finds out from this investigation is that praetorian is 
not just a group of people, but it's run by Jeff Gregg, who is the CEO and founder of Gregg Microsystems. So he's like this evil CEO. And then she takes the floppy disk with all of this information on it, and she just, she books it. She gets out, she realizes quickly, though, because everybody's starting to come back in the building, the only other people that were in the building at this point were firefighters. Um, well, and like, she takes two floppy disks. Yes, that's right. She takes one that has a virus on it, yes. that has the virus on it, the red one, mm-hmm. and then she takes the blue one? Green one? Green one. Yeah, whatever. It's it, whatever. just one has a virus and one has the information about it's the blue. Praetorians she, or whatever. Yeah, she takes the blue one with the Praetorian information on it. So then she realizes she's got to get out of there. She throws on a fireman's like jacket and hat, and she <laughs> slips so out funny. incognito, even though it's like little, like, Angela... Angela, God, Angela Bullock, I was going to say. Sandra Bullock in this fireman's hat. Not even, she didn't even pull her hair up properly. Not like women can't be firefighters, but it's just like, she's so obvious. Um, (laughs) And then also, so at this point, Jack Devlin shows up um, and then fake Angela is there and she's like, yeah, she must, she must be posing as a firefighter. And it's like, how would you know that? Because they um, saw, like, a discarded firefighter outfit or whatever. But that like, was before. Oh, That's man. before they've seen the outfit. When they're coming, when she first sees him as they're coming out of the building, she oh. says to him, she must be posing as a fake firefighter. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you shouldn't have put that together that quickly. Um, and then they see the outfit and it's like, aha. Also, the whole movie, whenever whenever she's running away, he always spots her. There's never a time, even she's, like, yards away from him and he always is looking around and he always catches her right as she's, like, like, like rounding a corner, so he takes off after her. He finds she, her energy where he can find her energy. Emitting it, he can find her energy. He's completely like <laughs> drawn really, to her, but... and he's just like, "I know who you are. I know what um, you do. I know where you are. I know where you're gonna be because my soul can find you, or something." Exactly. Like that. It's um yeah. So you know she she runs away. Um, and then she makes it into this kind of like convention. That's yeah, happening. there's some sort of convention center, and like it's like a technology be... convention of some sort, yeah. conveniently. So she makes it in. She she goes to the first computer she can find, which is actually like high up on this platform above things, so she can it's easily. The, it's the it's the computer for her company cathedral. It's like that's their like that's their booth, and it's their com- cathedral computer. Was that not information that you wanted to receive? Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm looking at this. I don't know if this is going to help us at all. So it says on Wikipedia, so now wanted for murder and thought to be Ruth Marks, Bennett hitchhikes to Cathedral's office where, using an imposter's computer, she connects the cyber terrorists to Greg Microsystems and uncovers their scheme. Once the Praetorians sabotage an organization's computer system, Greg sells Gatekeeper to it and gains unlimited access through the back door. So that's the scheme, which I already knew, I guess. So that didn't really reveal okay. anything to me. That he's okay. using, yeah, that once they gain access, then they find a way inside through the back door. So she basically... I see. Um, okay. So she takes so, the... Imp- so Greg is in cahoots with the Praetorians. He's not part of the Praetorians, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's working with okay. them. Okay. So, so then she's uploading all the information, you know, from her floppy disk to the computer. Um, and she's trying to get it uploaded before, you know, Devlin comes in because he spotted well, her. She's she, trying to email, like, F- the FBI. The FBI. You know, she's... I don't FBI. know what it is. It's FBI.com. Like, we... <laughs> it's always been FBI.com. It always will be. 
That's going to get you the best agent, whoever's on and, duty. And you just email your information to info at FBI.gov. I, I assume it's probably FBI.gov, don't you think? It's like a government agency. Yeah. Or maybe like .edu. Um, Dave just yelled nope from the other room. It was a joke, <laughs> you bastard. Um, so, so she uploads the information and then they show up and she's quickly flips out she pulls the disc out that had the information on it and she replaces it with the disc that red disc that has the virus on it and earlier in the movie there were several times where they said don't press the escape key don't press the escape key um and the reason why for this virus because then it overtakes and ravages the system so Mm -hmm. she puts the red disc in and they don't realize that they think that it's the disc that has all the information on it so then she slips idiots idiots they've fallen into her net now Mm -hmm. now who's the puppeteer so mm-hmm. she's at the computer and um so then she slips out of the computer and while Angela too and Bizarro Angela and Devlin are like trying to you know make sense of what happens he pushes the escape button and when he does he ravages the system and they realize at this point that she slipped away to some weird you know back area so it's a huge chase between the two of them um which culminates i mean she leaves all the doors open for him and i do love sorry just i i know you're trying to get through this but i do want to say it's so funny to me when um he hits the escape key and everything starts getting like eaten up by the computer um i love how fake angela is like definitely trying like she her lines are there to like give the audience like exactly what's happening she's like Devlin, it's a virus eating through Greg's entire program. There's going to be nothing left. Everything will be destroyed. Like, if we couldn't get it from the visual, she's, like, serving it to us on a hot platter just so well, we know. <laughs> Lord knows we could have used her in a couple other scenes for a little bit of expedition to make sense of what was going on. Um, so, it's just, and yeah, Jane, I am trying to get through this. Don't come for me like that. It was no, really, like, I know, but I wanted a shady to- girl. Uh, no, look, I'm trying. I know we've been talking about this for a long time. We gotta finish. We gotta get to the end. Girl, I, I could just... be on here with you for another hour. I love you. You're like my favorite I love person. You too. The only I reason do, why it's... is because I've got the old ball and chain out here. He's mean. He's bald. And I he wants it his way. Our producer is nothing if not a taskmaster. And yeah, he is. We He's a are. I would like to use this opportunity to say that we are being emotionally abused by him. And um, he I always is type help into, creativity. into the chat. I always scream help, and he's bad, and he's mean, and he's not my mm-hmm. friend. I always type those <laughs> things in. So I don't know who gets this chat thing because I tried to send it to FBI.edu and nothing happened. It's it's FBI. It's info at FBI.gov. I'm sure of it. And then just be like, hey, do you have anybody like who like someone who like is like the alias people? You know what I mean? The people from the show alias from the Jennifer Garner right? show. Yeah, I love that show. Ugh, always bring her up. Anyway, um, so she gets away from him, and then he, so he, she's hiding, and then he ends up shooting uh, Bizarro Angela, mistakenly thinking it's her. Even though these two women look nothing alike, I they knew look it was fake Angela. Alike. I knew it was fake. They're not Angela even wearing like, similar so outfits. Not even wearing similar outfits. Um, so he shoots her dad and then gets over it really quickly. And then he sees real Angela at like the top because real Angela is at the top of the stairs and she sees him. And I really wanted her to laugh when she saw him <laughs> realize that he killed the wrong one or be like, dummy. Um, but she, she's got to get out of there. Fucking blind as a bat, you idiot. Yeah. She wishes she had my measurement. And so <laughs> then she takes off. And she's, like, running away. And then she finally, she uses the door trick to her advantage for once. She leaves mm-hmm. that door wide open. He's coming after her. And she's he doesn't expect her, though. And she's standing there. And she takes the fire extinguisher. 
and she knocks him in the head with it. He falls off of the... They're really high up. He falls off of the catwalk that they're on, and he lands on a piece of machinery, and he's dead. Um, Did you clock that scream? Oh, yeah. Ah! It's like, ah! Tara and I were imitating it after we were watching it, because it does, it's, it sounds so unhinged, and yeah. not like him. Like, it sounds like it's a fully different person. You know it's a fully different person. It's whoever was on set that day. Um, ah! Yikes! Um, so, he falls, so he falls to his death, and then she says, you know, she's like, now who's the webmaster of the net? And no, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. Okay, she doesn't say that. No, she um, knocks him off, and she goes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she knocks him so off. She spits she, on his body from. She spits up on above. his dead body, and she goes, "Don't mess with my dial-up." <laughs> so she bad. She spits a loogie, and she pees through the catwalk, and it lands on him. And then she goes, "Time to log off." Oh, that's so much better than mine. So then she, this all happens. Um, she slips out just back into like this conference or con- convention, whatever. Like she just like slips back into it so casually. And then she walks by the screen. As if screen. she hasn't just killed a man. Exactly. And seen Bizarro Angela die. Um, mm-hmm. And so then she like comes back in and like on the screen is like her like fake Ruth Marks profile. That's like, it's, but it's like disappearing. And so she's like, oof, good. Underrug swept. And then she's out of there. Then we flash forward back to her house. Now her mom, I guess, is taking half days, maybe, away from the facility and, like, spending some time with her. I can't... Um, or or you she's think at she the facility. There? I don't know. No, she's at her home. Okay. Because they pull out at the end. They do a... a it's, it's her oh, house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, right. Um, she's... Like, her mom's planting plants outside. Her 32-year-old um, mother with Alzheimer's. Yeah, her mom is younger than her. They're planting plants outside, and then um, we get a little bit of a news report. We hear that, like, Greg, who ran this organization, that monster, he's been arrested, and he's going to have to answer for his crimes. Um, And his role Mm -hmm. in the death of the Secretary of Defense. They say that. (laughs) Yeah. That's not going under right swipeable. We know that you, that was a precipitous result of some misinformation that you gave, and you're going to have to pay for that, too, Mr. Mm -hmm. Greg. And that's American justice. Right, girl? And mm-hmm. so that happens. And then we also, she gets a shout out finally, Angela Bennett, for being so great at her job. And hopefully, let's show her face on television. So maybe, well, maybe this can't not. happen again. Well, she might well not I don't know. Target. I don't want to get caught up in the, in the net again. I don't think the exact same thing is going to happen to her again. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully she'll be a part of the community now in a bigger way. I would have loved to see her go across the street mm. to that woman's house, though, and be like, hey, cunt. You got a new <laughs> Just like again. fucking smack her across her face. Slap her across her face. Like, you caused a lot of this bullshit early on. You, <laughs> you couldn't help me. me? Well, no one can help you right now. You're I one of the fakest fall. bitches in the neighborhood, though, so I shouldn't have expected <laughs> anything else, Beverly. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I guess I will ask, because I'm actually not sure. Normally, I, I um... I have an idea of what you think of a movie, but it, I will ask our classic question at the end. Would you watch this movie again? I would watch it again. I'd rather watch it again with you, though, because I feel yeah. like that would be fun. Um, but did yeah, you I'd enjoy watch it? it I did. I did. It was a lot of, like, old technology, so I did find yeah. myself like, what? Is this possible? What does this mean? Totally. Like, there was a lot of that, but I did enjoy it, yes. 
It's such a fun movie. It was a fun and, movie. And, like, watching Sandra Bullock do anything is always fun for me. Yeah, so yeah, she's great. I fucking love her. I would love to know what you have picked out for me to watch next week. I'm almost certain you haven't seen this movie before. It is called Rent-A-Cop. Um, oh, it I've is never from seen it. I don't 1987. Even... Um, I've never heard of it's it. It's going to be a real treat for you. Um, Rent-A-Cop from 1987. Now, is that something... Is anybody in that movie? I've oh, never... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Wow. This is the first time that I've You'll never squeal. Heard of You're going to squeal when you see, who, when you see who's, who's in this movie. Um, it's a very exciting. Oh, and, my God. Um, stars, I girl. Stars. Really? Real stars. How have I never heard of it? It's a it's a camp classic, and um, okay. I think you're gonna enjoy it. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm always excited. I'm always excited to see what you have picked up for me. Um, I would ask. I would normally we ask like you know what do you know about the movie? But I you just made it clear that you don't know anything. About I don't know. It I know zero about this movie. So, yeah. I've never even heard so of it. Yeah. So you'll enjoy it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bran, for talking. Thank to me. you, Jane. Thank you it for was... talking to me. Oh, Thank you pleasure. for sharing with me. Mm. Thank you for being your your kind of authentic. Um, yeah, I, I, I choose to take you. that yeah in in the best way possible. And thank you to everyone who's currently listening. Hopefully, you're still listening. We know it's a lot, but we loved it, and we love you. And if you want to continue to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Miss. And you can find us on Twitter at MWM Chat. And you can find us in real life, and we'll pretend we don't know you. Oh, so. I thought you were going to give like our physical addresses. And like, no, we yeah, Brandon those. lives at. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, in what world? <laughs> I live with the um, people. I'm all over. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We will see you next week with Rent a Cop, apparently. And we love you, and we hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye. It's really, it's actually shameless at this point. Yeah, I, I agree.